This is a National Arts Center podcast. Welcome to the We Love Canadian Music Podcast. I'm your host, NEC Presents Executive Producer, Heather Gibson. We Love Canadian Music brings you up-close and personal interviews with Canadian musicians on far-ranging topics from life on the road to the artists they find most inspiring. Join us every two weeks for a new interview. My name is Heather Gibson. I'm the executive producer of NEC Presents. And, oh, thanks. And um, uh, we started doing that, and I've been asked to tell you that if you're interested in the podcasts, um, you can just go into the Google store and search for NEC Podcasts, and you'll see all of the artistic directors have one. Uh, or you can uh, go through our website. So um, typically we're in the studio, in the new Hexagon studio here. If anyone's had the chance to go down to the box office level, there's a beautiful little studio. And, and I've talked to, um, so far they've released, um, Amelia Kern was this week, um, Jen Grant. Um, I know it's a whole handful. Anyway, so we have a good time. But we typically don't talk about music, and I've told Susie that. Um, we talk about all kinds of things. I'm finding you guys kind of intimidating a little bit. So, <laughs> I know it's weird. I'm, well, I'm not. You guys aren't usually here in my work, in my work day. You guys aren't usually here. Your work day, they're here all the time, right? They're here. Yeah. You know they haven't bit me yet. I guess I should talk in the mic. They haven't. Yeah. They bit haven't bit me you yet. Nothing. No. They're no. Been, I, I shouldn't say that though. Maybe tonight. But maybe that's because. <laughs> no. So, um, long, long time ago, when I was just finishing high school, you were living here. You moved here. Yeah. Yeah. And when was that? In the in the early nineties. Nineteen ninety one. 91. And did you move here for music or good times or university or? <laughs> I came here for music. Um, I'm from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan originally, and met a guitar player named Tony De Teodoro in Saskatoon. He lived there for a little while. He had a girlfriend there. So he was there for love. And we met through uh, an uh, old Ottawa, Ottawa musician named Back Alley John. And Back Alley hired Tony for a gig. And he, I was waitressing somewhere. I was the worst waitress. Um, and he... Uh, a lot of musicians claim to be the worst waitress. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Good, I don't feel bad. <laughs> but I told... I was playing bass and gigging a lot at that point, and uh, John hired me for a gig and hired Tony, and we met. And then Tony and the girl split up. He moved back here and said, hey, I've got gigs over the summer. You want to come check it out? So Right. And you I, played bass back then? I played bass, guitar, and sang. Right. Yeah. Right, and so your first album with Tony was in 92? Yeah, 1992. As dig deep. The, as the digging deep. Is it dig deep or digging deep? I can't dig remember. Dig deep. Dig deep. Yeah, back at, so in 92 and you were playing the bass. And um, uh, and you, you played bass with people for quite a while, right? Do you still? Yeah, I, I, I will like myself mostly now. Right. And occasionally with Rick Fines. And... Right. So so Saskatoon. Let's go back to Saskatoon for a little sure. bit. So did you, grow, you grew up there? I did. And you went yeah. to high school in Saskatoon? I did. So will you talk to people a little bit about, what's, what's the one thing about Saskatoon people don't know? <sighs> um, boy, oh boy. 
well, I don't. I honestly don't know if there's. Do you feel like there's a, a rivalry, like how Calgary and Edmonton have that rivalry? Do you have the same with Regina? We have better water. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so there's a bit of a rivalry then. Regina had yucky tasting water. I remember that, but. Uh, um, well, and Saskatoon is a lot more cultural. Well, I shouldn't say that. It, Regina has no culture. <laughs> Regina has culture. Um, I just know Saskatoon seems to have be quite a little cultural hub, and yeah. a lot of artists have come. And my experience with people from Saskatoon is they're they're uh, they're quite unique. You can tell a person from Saskatoon, but that I'm biased too because growing up in the prairies, we sort of we always said that you could always tell someone from Saskatoon. But that had <laughs> something to do with there was a bit of I don't know if it was the the cultural. Um, that was there, but it was also that very hardworking people came from Saskatoon. Um, so I don't know if it was just the, the cusp of you know a little bit north having to to kind of get through that winter with the in the prairies kind of thing. I don't know what it came from, but I do I still find that with people from Saskatoon. So so it was all for just traveling across with Tony, and and then you ended up here for quite a while. Yeah, I was here from ninety one to ninety eight, and uh, Tony and I played together for two years, and then. Um, Kind of went our own ways. Um, I would I would play bass and mandolin with um, Bob Stark, Charlie Somer, and other artists as well. From and Ottawa. did you like it here? Yeah, I liked it. So, really? Yeah, that was a nice place. It was a nice stepping stone from Saskatoon. Because yeah. um, it it's inter in an international city, but also with the Ottawa Valley around, it still had a. And the, and the water, like Saskatoon, had the river running through it, which Regina had a lake. So that's another difference. But, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, well, that um, was back in the days when people said that this was a very sleepy city. Very, um, oh, back in those, back, back in the 90s, they sure did. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. There you go at Blues Fest. I actually have the the book um, at home, the Blues Fest book that yeah. documents the beginning of it. Yeah. And so you've toured all over the place now since then. I have. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the questions I always ask people is um, because a lot of people don't they think that touring's a fun thing, um, but there's a certain point when it's not not fun anymore. Um, that it's a job just like anything else, and you have to take a bit of a break. Um, but where and and some of that what makes it maybe not fun is that there can be a stretch at the time where you are in the van, you go to the show, you go to the hotel, you get back in the van, you do it, and there's sort of this, and you get that nice little two hours in between where you do what it is that you love, but the rest of your day is is driving and in hotels and that sort of thing. So a lot of the time you don't get to see the places that you've been. Um, is there anywhere that you uh, that you pass through that you really want to get back to and just be a tourist? You know, I've I've uh, I do a lot of solo shows, um, and and when I go like to Western Canada, Eastern Canada, oftentimes I'm alone, so it's kind of a nice time to get to be alone in the car and drive and go from gig to gig and just have time in my head. And other times I travel with my partner James down uh, stateside, and we'll travel in Canada sometimes too. Um, I like seeing new places. Um, or getting back to places I haven't been for a while. I mean, I played, I did a tour in November, a Home Roots House concert tour, and I got to northern Manitoba. So I prefer, I got to go up to the Paw and Flin Flon, where I'd never been before. And it was minus 13. It was November, and at home, I think the backyard was still green. I live in the banana belt of Niagara, they call it. So, but I, I didn't know we had a banana belt. <laughs> <laughs> There's no bananas growing, to my knowledge, but it, it does tend to be a little bit warmer there. 
but it was great. Like I loved being being in the north. I met some wonderful people, and that's that's sort of a, a thread that seems to be everywhere I go. I don't know that there's anywhere. If I want to get back somewhere, it's just to explore more. So I was in Germany a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and got just a little taste of it, but I'd like to go back and. A see lot of more. Canadian musicians tour in Germany. Germans seem to like what we. They do. We have yeah. to offer. And same thing, have you been through the Netherlands, Belgium, the, what they call Benelux? That also seems to be an area when I speak to people that a lot of singer-songwriters, Canadian singer-songwriters seem to, to do a lot of work there. So if you haven't been, I would suggest you. Yeah, I'd like to get there. I'd like to do more yeah. of that. So what's something that you're really good at that's not music that people don't know? Uh, I make pretty good pierogies. Pierogies? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I just released a new record and I did a crowdfunding campaign for it. So one of the perks was I would come to your house and make pierogies. <laughs> and so I've done, I've five to five of them to do. I have two two that are done. And uh, how many pierogies did you commit to per? per? <laughs> uh, well, I do. I call them Texas size pierogies. Until we run out of of potato filling and dough. Texas size progies. Yeah, they're just the, oh, yeah. I use a bigger yeah. circle, so they're they're big. So I can just say, oh, I'll just have two. And it's sort of like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cuz if not it could be quite a time consuming. We grew up uh making progies as we're Sure. Ukraine, of course, you're prairie. Ukra- we're prairie Ukrainian, so yeah, lots of progies in my life, but now and it's still a family thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's not something you typically tackle on your own at strangers' houses. No. <laughs> No, and both the progy parties were super fun. The, the first one I did, there were, I think, 40, 40, 50 people at it. And everyone... You're came. making 40 or 50 people progies. Well, we're all making them together. That's oh, the okay. thing. Oh, okay. I the thought community. they were like, like this, and you were making yeah. progies. <laughs> no. No? Yeah. No, it was, it was fun. Um, and just teaching people how to do it and, and uh, just the community it created. It was really fun. The second one I did, there were just six of us. So it was a bit more of a work session. And it was fun, but... I think the 40 or 50 people was just a little more fun. And maybe a little less work for me. That's, but no, we all worked hard at the second one too. So, so my grandma says the, um, uh, the secret's in the cheese. The, the, the secret's in the cheese. secret's in the cheese. Are you, you, I'm, well, I guess, I'm presuming you're making potato cheese pierogies. I make a garlic mashed potato pierogi. Oh, see, like I that. just fell off my chair. I can't do that. But... Well, you can't do that. Why can't I you? I can't do fall that? off my chair. Oh no! Don't. I don't okay. No. No. I use a, the entire potato um, with the skin, of course, clean. Um, yeah. I make sure that it's the yellow flesh, so the skin is a little bit. It's a good thing my the... the podcast can't see my face. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this disgusting you? Or it's is not it disgusting. Exciting I just, you know, I'm a little bit of a purist. Oh. Yeah. And garlic, the... garlic mashed potato pierogies. Yeah. Well, that's essentially what I they think are. They could and be good. Garlic. They're great. And pepper. And yeah. they're super tasty. Yeah. There's got to be some people here that have had pierogies I've made. There we go. Yeah, okay. There's. Did you guys buy a yeah, pierogi yeah. party with Susie? No, she no. didn't need to. I've known her. For, oh, okay. <laughs> You've just and, made pierogies with her. And I think and and napkin, um, the cat ears with the napkins. That's another thing we did. <laughs> so and, uh, um, I'm a goof. Sorry. <laughs> was it was it uh, what in the late 2000s, 2009, 10 when you went solo? So the first time you really was it. Was the Me and Mabel album your first solo album, or was it one before that? Oh, my first album was here in Ottawa, 1994, Angel on the Sidelines. It was recorded here in Ottawa and got played on uh, Shea 106, had two singles. Singles? Thank you, Harvey Glatt. for. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I had a couple of songs on the radio, and uh, my second album came out in 2002 called 33 Stars. That was recorded in Toronto. Oh, thank you. (laughs) 
And uh, yeah, and then, um, oh, and then Happy Here. That one was recorded in primarily Guelph. And that was Stephen Fearing produced that. Right. Got my first Juno nom, which was really yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. And, and then me and Mabel. Was, you three of those, right? I have three of those. Two for me and one with the Marigold. So. Right. right. And a yeah. whole swack of blues, <laughs> Maple Blues. Yeah, 10 Maple Blues Awards. Yeah. You have like a special little area in the bathroom that you keep those? Or? <laughs> I had them up on bookshelves and then James for Christmas uh, built me a shelf. He proudly posted the picture of the shelf on Instagram. Yeah. Showing the awards. So, yeah, he's a, like a proud papa. So. Which one meant the most to you? Um, you know what? And the, for getting the first one was, was so just exciting. Getting, getting nominated, getting... And then I think I've gotten six vocals. Um, bass, bassist was cool. They're all good. I, I don't know. I'm, it's the time, you know, you're It's like you're having 10 and, children. You're just happy with all of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and getting acoustic act was nice too. Because yeah. I sort of, that's, with me and Mabel, that was a voice and guitar and kind of a naked album, right? I had some guests on it. But that's sort of me singing and playing and that's it. It's not covered up by anything else. So... And then shortly after that, I got the acoustic act. So that was, that was a nice one to get to. So I've had a few people come up to me cause I, when they said, when I found out we were having a chat. And, and, <laughs> um, and they wanted me to talk to you a little bit about what it, was like, or what it is like being a woman in the blues industry. Um, do you ever find that it's, it's uh, we would say a hard road to hoe at home, but is it different, do you think? As, there's not that many of you. There's more and more coming. Yeah. Out, and I kind of laugh now. It's like, oh, I, I tried to book a gig. I got a call last year about doing a gig, and and I was booked. And I, so I, and she, I gave her a bunch of names to choose from, and she got one of my friends to play, another female artist. And then I thought, well, I better follow up this year, and another female artist had already gotten the gig. And I thought, hey, <laughs> so wait a minute. <laughs> wait a so minute. Let's just keep it where they are. No, no, it's um, that sounds terrible. I'm going to remember, I do like Regina. I want to say that. <laughs> it sounded like I might not like Regina earlier. But, um, I kind of led you down that path. It's my fault <laughs> yeah, about oh. the Regina comment. <laughs> do you not like Regina, Heather? Perfectly happy not with Regina. <laughs> we, we have a really great program with Regina, actually, with the Regina Folk Festival. That's a whole other there you, A whole yeah. other animal. A whole yeah. other animal. But, yeah, we're starting to do a, a program with Regina Folk Festival for this, this summer. But. Sweet. NAC presents across Canada. Nice. Yeah. Which maybe is good, I can but... play the Regina Folk Festival. I've never played it. I'm oh. from Saskatchewan. Maybe so. I'll I'll ask them why. <laughs> okay. We'll Let me add, know. We'll apply some pressure from both sides. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so female artists. Yeah. Um, okay. What's the question again? It was. It well, was... one of you know, like for instance, you often see um, blues. Blues is one of those. Um, last vestiges of hardcore blues where you don't see a lot of women on bills, for instance, at festivals. And it is changing. Um, but you've been here for a while now. Did you find it was difficult in the beginning? Um, no, I mean, I think I was so green. I was so new to the music business that I was just excited to be do, out doing something that I loved and yeah. playing and singing. And so I, I don't think I kind of... And you've kind of been in with... I mean, this is going to sound maybe a little bit funny, but I think it's a true thing. You've been in with the guys from the beginning. You've had a really good group of supportive guys around you, and I think that there's some parts yes. of this industry that that's very helpful. For sure. Yeah, Tony's, Tony's great. I mean, um, I felt confident enough in working with him to take the chance and go across the country for the summer and you know, spend time in Ontario playing music. And, and I learned so much from Tony um, 
and still do. And he's just a joy to play with. So I've been really lucky. And I think like, really, I think there's just a lot more guys in the blues industry than there are women. It's so, I see that like, and so, um, so it may look like it's unbalanced from the outside, but it, I think it's just the numbers. But I know, I mean, I see amazing young women artists coming up. I just did a fundraiser in Toronto a few weeks back for Jason Buey, who's a West Coast musician who suddenly passed away. And um, I saw, oh, I can't remember her name. Oh, this is terrible. Um, oh, I, I can't remember the artist's name. Should we start listing off artists? Um, she's Iranian, crap. and she's uh, she makes her own hot sauce. Does that help? Raha. Yeah. Jav- she, see, that didn't take long. Thank you, James. <laughs> Raha. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'm forgetting her band name, which is really cute and it's it's catchy. But like, I, she hosted the show and she was amazing and powerful. And so Jenny Tai, who's uh, yeah. from the out west, who's she's playing, great. She is great. And I saw her at the um, Dakota last weekend. Right. Oh, you, whole, you went for her show, her with Shakura yeah, and the whole swag of them. And, yeah, and Shakura. Yeah, I don't think you ever want to get up after Shakura Saida. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> and that's kind of what happened that night. And then. Uh, 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 but all the boys, Steve was there, Steve Mariner and all those right. guys, they were all there. And, and, it was, and I was really pleased because she was somebody I had been uh, told to go. But yes, she's, I would say she's very young and new into the industry. And, and um, is music still something that you would tell people that, that they should get into? Has the industry changed too much? The, you know, people complain about not selling the CDs or the shows aren't as like they used to be. Well, you know, before there were CDs... I mean, I, I kind of was lucky because I was 24 um, when I put my first CD, CD, CD out, and it was kind of a novelty. So they sold, they sold well. Um, but before that, I mean, it was cassette. So it's sort of different. I don't know. I think um, there's challenges. I think with any sort of self uh, employment that you're doing, that you have to. Because you're really an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. You have to just be smart as you can. I've been really lucky. I mean, I've I've been working. I do, I'm open to doing different things. And this is what I always tell um, young artists at workshops that I'm I'm hosting or like teaching at is that be open to doing different things. I was in seven bands when I moved, left to Ottawa and went to Toronto yeah. um, and worked in seven bands. And I think I also worked part-time um, for a film composer or actually worked full-time for him and seven, I was in seven bands at night. It was just crazy but but it was great like uh, playing music and making money from it then I got into some teaching and doing workshops and Mm -hmm. jingle work I got to do some fun jingle work and you were the you were Tim Hortons Hortons. always fresh always Tim Hortons nice for five years so (laughs) (laughs) so the doors eventually you know just being open to doing should I just list all the jingles and you can sing them you know yeah (laughs) Um, it's just another day. Does anyone recognize that? It was the very first Interact commercial. The lady's walking along, and she's got the, the little trucks following her, and she's got a little white dog in the elevator. So I played bass on that. I played guitar on that, and I sang that. Uh, Steve McKinnon wrote it, but that one. And there was a Knorr soup one. I didn't actually do a lot of jingles, but Tim Hortons for five years was right. great. It was a huge yeah. blessing. I have a friend who is the voice at... Loblaws that says just lower prices. She's that person, <laughs> and um, 
and she's the one that comes on in the store, and it's a bit freaky because she's the national voice of La Laws, but she doesn't do this as a, like she's no longer works in voiceover. So every now and then I'll hear her go, "Just lower prices." I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> where are you?" <laughs> it's very, it's a weird industry, the voiceover and the the jingle industry. Yeah. But uh, and but did you you didn't write the Tim Hortons one did you? No, I didn't. I was no. going to say hopefully you, I was going to hopefully hoping for good copyright on that for you if you wrote that Tim Hortons for no. five years. No, I still sing it. I don't know if it ticks them off or, or what. But I don't think it would. You mean like I'm you're going to sing it tonight? I just did. Oh, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> but I can That's sing it again it. if somebody really wants me to do it again. I could. I guess it was the true jingle. It was only five seconds long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was longer, right? It was always fresh, always Tim Hortons. And then they cut it. So that was the first two and a half years, I think. And then it was always Tim Hortons. They took the fresh part off. I they know. just cut they it off. So. <laughs> I don't know. Because it's a flash, flash, flash. I don't know. They didn't want no, to they, guarantee any freshness. No, I think they, <laughs> I don't know their reasoning. I think they just wanted more time to advertise the products, I think. So right. would be my guess. But, but it was great. It was a huge blessing, five years of that. And teaching and doing some session work and then gigging with all the bands and then slowly the bands kind of went down to five and three. And then I just found I was doing so much work solo that that's kind of been my main pursuit. And it's been awesome because I've managed to go, like I do a, a little, a lot of work down in the States now. I've got a visa that enables me to go down. Um, the extraordinary alien visa. I do. I'm yeah. an extraordinary alien. Yeah. <laughs> an, an alien of extraordinary ability. There you are. Yeah. That's I just shortened it to extraordinary alien because it feels better. <laughs> such strange language down there sometimes. Yeah, and so you can do anything in down there as long as it's in the pursuit of being a musician. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But we know you can't wait tables. I've, yeah, I wouldn't do that anyways. So no, I know, be because you're bad at it. it. You told us already. I'm not very good. Yeah. I mean, I was young when I tried it, so maybe I'd be better now, but it's okay. Yeah. So what's the, you have a CD release tonight. Yes. And um, did you guys know you were here for the CD release? <laughs> it's the, it's the oh. Ottawa CD Some launches. of them are nodding and saying no. It's a very confusing crowd. Okay. I wish you the best with them. <laughs> 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 so we're going to take a short break. And thank you so much for being here at the first live podcast for NEC Presents. And thank you, Susie, for, for doing this and, um, and for making me comfortable because... I've known you for so long that, um, that I thought you were first, a good one to start with first. So um, thank you very much. And we will be back at 8.30 with Susie Vinnick. Thanks, Heather. <laughs> Thanks for listening to We Love Canadian Music. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast. We hope you'll give NAC Presents a like on Facebook and find us online by searching for NAC Presents. This has been a National Arts Centre podcast produced in Ottawa by NAC New Media. Send us your comments and questions. Email us at nacpodcasts at gmail.com. Visit the podcast section of the iTunes store where you can rate and comment on this podcast. We love to hear from you. 
Remember, you can find more great NEC podcasts at necpodcast.ca or search on National Arts Centre on iTunes and subscribe for free. Until next time, goodbye from Canada's National Arts Centre. Thank you.